takes the morning train. Well, actually, he doesn't because we're still in lockdown. He's not taking the train anywhere. He's not going anywhere, doing anything. Hello there, Stu here. Still locked down in Sydney, as I said. And I don't want to say that there's a real The Shining vibe going on, but I am staying up late talking to a creepy imaginary bartender when everyone else has gone to bed. Monty, thoughts? I uh, love it. Um, <laughs> how's your novel going? Uh, well, yeah, it's just um, all barbecue and all flat tracker makes Stu a dull boy. Love it. Good, good. Sorry, I put so, you on the spot there. We should have talked about this earlier because that was a good gag. Speaking of flight tracker, though. Yeah. I'm a bit concerned. What do you got? Helicopter went over a little while ago. Yeah. Didn't turn up on the flight tracker. Didn't turn up at all? No. That's interesting. What does that mean? I We got one the other night, which was like... Is it the Chinese? They're annoyed cool. about the sub situation and they're just... It's already started. Yeah, we'll start a war in, you know, 10 years when those eight subs arrive, right? How cool. Uh, um, more like 20. Yeah, exactly, right? Cool. And those those French subs are known for being high quality, right? Mm. <laughs> yeah, people, people love a French sub. I was going to say, uh, yeah, we had a um, helicopter go over the other day and it turned, it was like a, we saw it too, it was black, it was hectic looking and it was a private one. That, that kind of scared me a little bit. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, um, yeah, forget my madness. How's your dad week been? Hmm. My dad week has been pretty good. Um, I had a bit of a, shall we say, dad emergency today. It wasn't a dad emergency. Nothing was ever out of... No, I'll I'll explain and you can give me your opinions and thoughts. But there was nothing actually wrong. But it was one of those times when um, uh, Lindsay went out and went for a bike ride and I... Augie has been doing really well sleeping in a carrier in front of me, and that's fine. She's getting a bit more, um, uh, I don't know, not as into it as she used to be, but still enjoys it to go for sleep. Yeah, the carrier. And she it used to just put her out to sleep kind of straight away, but now it takes a bit. Of... Fuck, was that noise? <laughs> what was that? Okay, yeah, don't worry. We're doing a podcast here, buddy. People might make some noise around you. It's really okay. Um, uh, yeah, no, uh, just getting – she takes a bit more convincing than normal to get her to sleep. All good, fine. She wakes up a bit quicker. Um, but what happened today was she woke up pretty upset at mm. about 45 minutes before Lynn was going to get home. Yeah. And it seemed like her only kind of recourse to her upsetness was some food. Um okay. And so we just had this crazy kind of half hour of trying to calm her down from crying while trying to defrost some milk from the freezer one-handed and then yeah. make a food. And then by the time we got the milk ready, she was too kind of kind of over you know, over a, agitated now. Yeah, yeah. So we had to calm down. And it was just, it was a bit of a, I think I did pretty well staying calm, but I was just really kind of on edge. Like, well, right, she's meant to make... be the one upset, but yeah, sure. <laughs> well, um, I was just upset that I couldn't calm her and it oh. was just, you know, and then as soon as Lynn's got home, it was like, oh, here you go, perfect. <laughs> she, yeah, you know, it, oh, there's mum, I love you, I want to eat. Yeah, it, it's, you know, it, it, it's a little deflating, I guess, at times when you, you're doing your best, you're trying your hardest as a dad. But at yep. this stage, at least, of the child, like, you know, there's there's a certain amount you can do and beyond that, you're pretty helpless. I think that's <laughs> it and that's what I was thinking about. It was kind of like, yeah, evolutionarily and kind of practically, 
for the first yeah. little bit, we're pretty useless. Like yeah. we, you know, I got nothing other than being there. And it doesn't really. matter how much you sit in the corner and strain, you can't force yourself to lactate, unfortunately. <laughs> I've tried. Um, and it's that other thing. It's like, you know, traditionally we'd be the hunter-gatherers. She, Lindsay was out on her bike and had gone to the shops. Like it's, <laughs> I am useless. I have no role here. <laughs> We're doing no gathering whatsoever. Now, yeah. Um, now, how's go. it go with? Because uh, she's strapped to the front of you, right, Augie? Yeah. When she's in the yeah, yeah, yeah. If she's getting yeah. upset. What is she put? She giving you an us? She putting a couple on your chin or? Um, no, the, if the, the anger sometimes, uh, she does a bit of a, a nipple cripple. Okay. Oh, yeah. She'll give me a, uh, why is this thing so useless? It gives yeah. me no milk and, and give it a, give it a twist. Um, but no, no, usually just vocal, yeah. less, um, less aggressive with the arms. Wait till I, someone, uh, when you got your shirt off a bit, there'll be, there'll be grabbing oh. of chest hair and arm hairs and stuff like that. That'll, that'll be pleasant. Ooh, I can imagine that. Um, I have some good questions for the pants panel, but uh, you know what? They're so good. I think I'll just uh, I'll spread them out over a couple of weeks. Oh, great! Yeah, good. Yeah, we got to get this pants panel working again. They, they, um, I think they're they're trying to they're trying not to kind of answer dad questions. They're trying to go off on their own tangents. We got to get them back on track answering dad oh. questions. I agree. They're bringing their own issues. That's not what this was about. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we did not say at the start that we want to hear their problems. <laughs> no, this is about my problems. <laughs> um, but uh, that being said, let's have a chat to them. See yeah, what we can get. let's go and get to them and hope, you, hope your nipple feels better soon, mate. <laughs> Dads are here, and they're ready to advise. Matt and Ben, hello. Hi, Stu. Hey, Stu. Monty. Hey, Mont. Hey, guys. Oh, we need some fucking fire under you, boy. Give us some pep, Monty. Monty. Come on, Monty. <laughs> hey, guys. That's yes. the way. Is that better? Oh, yeah. Listen, we got any? Uh, let's get let's get straight into it, eh? Let's get straight into it. We got any dad stuff we want to get off our chest nice and early? No, but I've got a, I've got a dad fact. Dad fact. Dad fact. Ooh. Dad fact. Now, a few weeks ago, we talked Adapt. about. Adapt. Or yes. Get fact. Bad. <laughs> fact. Okay. Uh, well, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about TV dads, who were the best TV dads, and, and uh, Mike Brady from the Brady Bunch came up. And um, Did he what? Then Rhett. <laughs> That's all we talked about. <laughs> Randomly, I found a, a piece of trivia about uh, Mike Brady. Do you know who was first choice to play Mike Brady in the Brady Bunch? 1969, 68, 69, it came out. Any ideas? 69. 69, Brando. <laughs> Brando. No. He would have been 25 <laughs> or something. Right? That makes an amazing Brady Bunch. If Brando, <laughs> Brando yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, I could have had a mixed family. Elliot Gould. <laughs> Dick Elliot Sergeant. Gould. Yeah, nice choice. Sorry, what was that? Dick Sergeant. Dick Sergeant, no. It Dick York. Was <laughs> Sergeant York. It was Gene Hackman. Oh, wow. Imagine that. Like, well, Is pre-French connection or post-French connection? No, no, pre. So pre. he'd been in a couple of minutes. So that's the thing. He wasn't, he wasn't that well known. I think he'd been in Bonnie and Clyde and maybe... 
you know, a few other things, but no one really knew him. What a weird world. Like, what a strange fork in the road that would have been for his career. It's a gruff Mike, Mike Brady. Brady. I know, but mm. he's, is he only mm. gruff Mike Brady because he just played gruff Popeye Doyle and everyone said he'd be good to play gruff people for the rest of his life and now he sits by a window painting for the rest of his life? Like, I suppose so. Was Lex Luthor gruff? He's kind of gruff, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. It's fairly charming. I mean, go and watch the Poseidon Adventure. That's a different side of, of Gene Hackman. He plays a priest in that. Mm. Priesty Hackman. Priestie Different Hackman. side of um, uh, uh, what's his name as well in Poseidon Adventure. Ernest Borgnine. Leslie Nielsen, I think you mean. Nielsen is who I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, not <That's> Borgnine. Right. <laughs> Borgnine always plays Borgnine. B- Borgnine is out of control. Anyway, we're going to get Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, yeah, gonna... <laughs> Borgnine does go out of control in Poseidon. He is a delight. Let me just say. He is delightful. I think we should have a dad fact uh, as regularly as we can uh, give him. Don't force a dad fact. We just want quality dad facts here. Mm-hmm. Can I give a Wiggins fact just on oh, the end Wiggins of that dad, fa- dad fact? Go for it. Never seen Poseidon Adventure. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I mean, you're, not legit, you're not missing heaps. No, you are. I watched it recently. Really? How's it hold up? Pour yourself, pour yourself some large drinks. Have, sit down with your wife. Watch the Poseidon Adventure. It is hilarious and it is fun. And by the end of it, you're like, "Why am I invested in this movie?" And it's because <laughs> Gene Hackman and Ernest Borgnine are in this movie that, by all accounts, meant should be terrible. Yeah, but Monty's right. It's very distracting to see Leslie Nielsen yeah. play yes. dry, and you go, yes. "He's going to say something stupid." He's say something stupid. Something. And he goes, yeah. it's not I coming. Think this, I think this boat's going to tip upside down. Yeah. And you're like, "Here it comes," <laughs> and we might all die. Oh, here, oh. Hmm. a hospital? What is it? Uh, it's a big that building with land. lots of patients, yeah. but that's not important right now. Yeah. All right, I'm I'm determined to not let you bastards throw me off this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, we go. We haven't talked about it for a little while with like a lawn update, friend. Lawn update. All right. Um, I can't believe we haven't talked about it really because it was in a shocking state. Everyone hold on to your seats. Oh. I have – there's been progress and there's been – so I've been watching the the bomb app and we haven't had a lot of rain recently, Mm -hmm. but Mm – I was able to manipulate my timing so that I was able to mow the lawn and then fertilise the lawn prior to uh, a bit of rain that we had a couple of days ago. Nice. And it has done, you know, in the early days, has done wonders for the lawn. So I'm really, uh, I have real positive outlook. Well, and um, a few nice warm spring days after, right? Absolutely. So I'm, like, there's a real positive vibe. Uh, lawn-wise. Now, I haven't filled all the divots in yet, <laughs> but we've definitely got some some better growth after okay. the disaster that was. Have you missed your divot window? Like, this is the prim- <laughs> isn't this the prime time to be filling those divots in while everything's going to grow so everything grows over them? Well, it is, but what I wanted to do was um, pretty much just try and – like, they're not massive divots, so I just kind of wanted to just – I went around with a big pole and just sort of uh, golf greened it back up, mm-hmm. just to you know give it uh, give the soil a little bit of airing as well. Yeah, um, and it's it's not looking too bad at the moment. It's not looking too bad. 
Yeah, look, if you're a, if you know if you're listening to Dad Pants and you don't know what he means by the term golf green it either, you know, I don't know if you should be listening. <laughs> nice. Uh, you know, I don't think, given our listen numbers, I can be afford to be too exclusionary. But you know, come on, golf. You've seen people fix divots with a golf green on the golf green, surely. Um, okay, so all right, we had a lawn update there. What I want next is a face update. Yes. Got All a right. face update for us? Well, so I golf green my face and um, it's. <laughs> I, I took me a second to go, what the hell's a face update? Yeah. Oh, Wigo's got a beauty regime now, mate. I do. Yeah, my beauty I do. regime. And it's also in line with the lawn, it's going pretty well. <laughs> right. There, um, I do feel like it's actually quite nice. As goes the lawn, goes the face. Indeed. Well, <laughs> there's some kind of like picture of Dorian Gray style where if you keep the lawn in check, you will forever look beautiful. Is that what's happening here? Man, I maybe so. I read a different Dorian Gray. I'm never going to age. My lawn is never going to age. He had a side <laughs> lawn and the side <laughs> lawn aged and he didn't. There's a dad version <laughs> of Dorian yeah. Gray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, so... I'm not going to lie, Stu. I I have looked into purchasing more uh, face care products to okay. continue my regime. That's um, right. That sucked you in though with that freebie. It has. It sure has. Yeah. So really I told has. I told my wife, and she was right on this. She was like, "Yes, this is this is a market that they are pushing hard." Yeah. Uh, she was reading about it that you know, like this, it's untapped market for men's like face facial products and that they are really going hard at it at the moment. And it's like a boom. The boom is in, you know, selling the same crap that they've been selling to women. Well, well, let's not call it crap because we'll open ourselves up to a sponsorship opportunity. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. I mean, we've talked about pawpaw cream in the past and how much we love it. So let's, yeah, you're right. Listen, why, if you're a men's beauty product, why wouldn't you want this podcast sponsoring you just with, you know, unlimited Poseidon adventure chat (laughs) and, and like there was a lot of mash talk last week, if you remember. So, yeah. so yeah. like, what are you doing if you don't want to be involved? Seriously. I mean, exactly. if and if you're in the industry, like, and you want to, you know, do some some brand share work, then we could, you know, invent something that's like sweet potato mash, like be face, face rub, yeah, Ooh. like a whole cottage pie regime. Yes, a cottage pie. Yeah, but Matthew, you could not be involved in the R&D because you would get to a point and go, it's not, it's, you need to have some sort of, um, uh, there needs to be something inside the, the rub to actually exfoliate, whereas you would be mashing it You'd so smooth hard. It all out. Oh, You'd smooth it all out. out. You'd golf yeah. green it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a punnet of ice cream. That's Yeah, you're right there. Oh, and people would mistake it and start putting it in there and mash. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a product. It's a versatile product that you can use on your face or to beef out your mash. Indeed. There you go. All right. Well, we'll keep giving some updates there. Haven't seen any uh, social posts yet, but you never know. He's um, going to do a time lapse, like one one day oh, time yeah, for a year. Good. That's good. And then, yeah, this time next year, you'll have like a whole year of photos. Yeah. Right. We see him get progressively younger. Oh, yeah. or, or do I start progressively looking like my lawn? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just side by side with your lawn, Wigan. Perfect. Oh, God. All right. 
a couple of things here. I don't think we've mentioned on the podcast yet that um, bizarrely uh, this podcast is very popular in China. According oh. to the um, oh yeah Apple Podcast charts, so I'd really love to know why. I think <laughs> we mentioned China in an episode at some point. And how Maybe much we love China? We we do love China. Sort of voice tracking, yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, I've, I've got this um, uh, site called Chartwall where I track all the podcasts uh, for you know, independent podcasts I, I make and also work podcasts. It tells you where you are on charts all over the world and reviews mm. from any country you get and all that sort of thing. And, yeah, the, the, just, you know, we've, we're quite high in the charts in Australia and then slipped right out, but we are now, yeah, significantly high in China. And I'm concerned. I don't know what this means. Mm. Have we got any five-star Baggings in China? No. No, we haven't got any reviews. Okay. Um, yeah, so I'm not quite sure what to make of it. But maybe, you know, iTunes is Wiggy, I think. It's, it's, I, um, <laughs> bizarrely enough, I noticed during the week that the, you remember a few weeks ago, I mentioned Prasburger and the yes. iTunes review. Well, I noticed that that had fallen off and was no longer on our, um, <laughs> on our dad pants reviews and i was going to come on here and give prasburger an absolute bake for taking it down not prasbo um, and then it turned back up like you know yesterday before this record what? so yeah so uh, i'm glad i didn't get on here <laughs> absolutely well, well, prasburger yeah i think you're playing it wrong too I, let's just play the you know along with the fact that we've got a huge listening audience in china and Thanks, guys. All you, everyone listening in China, please let us know how's it going in China and how you stumbled upon this podcast yeah. and mm. how can we make some more Chinese-centric podcasting for you? That's Happy right. Happy to. Yeah. Do you want more Poseidon or less? <laughs> let us know. I mean, we all know the answer to that. Yeah, and what's your take on MASH? <laughs> the food, not the show. And oh. um, what's a good pair of Chinese pants for a dad to wear? We're interested yes. in that too. I think they wear similar pants to us, man. That's kind of weird. But it, it, are the tropes the same, I guess, is what I mean. Yeah, okay, like the dad that's nice. shorts yeah, with yes. a belt yeah. trope, is that the same? Mm. Mm. Now, um, Monty, I think at times we forget, as is probably evident, that the, a large part <laughs> of this podcast is about you learning to be a dad. So do you have any kind of questions that you want to give the pant panel to to kind of enhance your dad learning? Yes, I do. I had a couple during the week, but I thought of one, and it's been very pressing with uh, with our lockdowns in Sydney still going on, but looking like they may come to an end at some time. One of the things that I am, I don't know, looking forward to, but also kind of melancholy about having to do is getting a haircut. And it made me think about uh, haircuts for my beautiful daughter, August. And I was thinking, oh. like, how weird, like, I get to decide, you know, with my wife making choices, of course, but we get to choose her haircuts, right? How long do I get to do that for? How weird can I get? <laughs> right. Like, you know, can I mullet? Can I mohawk? Can I colour it? Can I, like, what are we doing here? All right, just, well, before, I mean, the, the f- just before the dads with daughters answer that, I'm going to say... 
just make a quick note about the fact that you said you're worried about going and getting a haircut. This is confusing yeah. to me because in well, you felt like, quite melancholy about it. But but you, out of everyone I know, have the most ridiculous haircut schedule. Regime. You, yeah. You 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 get a haircut every two weeks. Are we getting yeah. into what? What? Damn right. Got to keep it yeah, looking. He gets fly. haircuts every two weeks. But now that's why I'm melancholy because <laughs> I haven't had I haven't gone this long without a haircut in years, and it's long and and uh, and 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 vo- voluminous. And but what's and, the story? And, like, okay, so Matt, Ben, and I, and Rich, all grew up on the Central Coast, which is kind of coastal country kind of area, mm. and you're you know you grew up as a trendy inner city kind of guy. Is this is this why? Like, are we just hicks and we don't get our hair? We're not in the habit of getting our hair cut enough, or are you just some sort of loon who overcuts? You, well, yeah, a little bit of column A, a bit of column B, but um, I think you jumped ahead with being trendy in a West. Where I grew up with was very Italian, very Mediterranean, and they, as a young boy from the age of nine to fifteen, playing things like soccer with a lot of Italian boys you needed to keep your hair as fresh as possible. That was a very important kind of part of life. So haircuts, you know, weekly, bi-weekly, daily occasionally. So so it was a social thing you had to have it. Um, It wasn't a social thing, but it was like, you you know, um, football is is a big part of this soccer. I've always said that football is 50% skill, 30% luck, and 20% haircut. I think it's very important how you look with your hair playing football. And and so that has always been a big part of it. And I play a lot of football, so I can't go too long without getting a haircut. Mm. All right. Well, sorry, I distracted. I went away from kind of the real answer you were looking for. So uh, Matt and Ben, you have daughters. What's, what's your advice for? The first question is, and how do I frame it? How hairy is your daughter? <laughs> um, she is... So it's an interesting one. She started. She, she started with a lot of hair. Yeah. Um, still has a lot of hair, but it has kind of thinned at the top and is still very thick. Me, her father, I have very thick hair. Very kind of um, like a lot of it. Very straight, kind of thick, dark hair. And she's definitely got that kind of in a um, kind of John Howard pattern. All right. Yep. Yes. Yes. Okay, you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Um, and in the middle at the top, it appears to be lighter and uh, uh, fairer. Yes. Right. See, my yeah. first daughter, she had a crack and mullet. Like her hair, Gosh. she was quite bald for a while, and then the hair grew at the back, thin, and and very fair. And so she just had a beautiful mullet. Um, so much so that it was one of the first words she learnt, because. Oh. When she came to visit me at school, one of the teachers said, oh, yay, a mullet. And then Violet just thought, yay, mullet was a great thing to say for the next week, as kids tend to do. So. She just reacted to the energy of it. Yeah, just was like, yay, mullet, yay, mullet. So that was what she would say. So uh, I don't know, like, when when that first haircut comes in, but once it comes in, it's usually just keeping it controlled. But my, what do you, what do you reckon we go? Like, at, at about four... My mm. eldest wanted it cut short. She wanted it. She didn't want to. She wanted to wear Deal cool clothes, the, and she yeah. wanted to have short hair like the boys got away with. That looked cooler and was much easier to deal with. Um, and so that's what she demanded, and that's what she got. What about you, Wigo? What about your? Oh, look, I and to be perfectly honest, I I was asked at the time my opinion in regards to haircuts. <laughs> nice. And yeah. for those of you that 
have never seen me, I have a buzz cut uh, and feel that that is probably the most um, efficient haircut going around. So I'm not really one for... I don't really have an opinion on girls' hair because my opinions tend to be pretty average. Utilitarian, utilitarian kind of yeah, efficiency that's right. like, related. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Like just uh, where does it need to be cut? We'll take some of that off. That looks fine. Put it in a ponytail. Everyone will be happy. Um, it was. Are you opening your insulin? We'll <laughs> <laughs> put it in a ponytail. <laughs> where does it need to be cut? What are we doing? All right, ponytail. <laughs> Great. Right. I like it. 40 bucks. Yeah. So my I, I have been involved with a few haircuts. Um my my daughter gave herself a haircut. What a weird phrase. Okay. <laughs> I have been involved with a few haircuts. <laughs> I don't know if that phrase has ever been said before. Um, yeah, my daughter gave herself a haircut uh a few months well, probably 12 months ago, which was pretty funny. But other than that, um I I just think I would be handing that off. That would be a handball for me. I don't really have. Uh, I don't have any much more anything more to say. <laughs> okay, but was there a, what? What age? What age was it when your kids started demanding? Like your your eldest uh, son, mm-hmm. Harvey Ray. He looks like he takes a bit of uh, thought into what he wants his hair to look like. Correct. Or is that yeah? So when did that kick in? That's happened in the last. Two years, right? So it wasn't it wasn't early on. Louis couldn't give two shits. Like <laughs> yeah. he he will let us go hell for leather on his hair. Yeah. Um, Rosie, as I said, takes matters into her own hands occasionally. Um, and Jazz, well, yeah, I wasn't really involved in haircuts with Jazz. She would just show up with new haircuts uh, yeah. after two weeks. Um, but Harves Harves is probably the most um precious about his hair that's my 12 year old son and he actually let us give him an undercut last week which was fun <laughs> okay um, nice it actually turned out pretty well um it was like looking in the mirror from you know 24 25 years ago uh <laughs> but he actually had some style to it he just didn't have it in some <laughs> yeah, weird ponytail I, I can understand that the, um, <laughs> I think um, from my perspective, I don't have daughters, but it seems that until your daughter develops, you know, a strong sense of her own personality, yeah, you can probably do what you need to, yeah. but then it will depend after that point on yeah. how much a part of her personality her hair is. So I would say... Uh, of my eldest Owen, his hair is a is a large part of his personality and how he frames his confidence and so on. Because he has really long hair now, and he is adamant that he will never cut it short again uh, oh. because it's it's part of who he is now, and he's kind of known for it and all that sort of thing. Whereas Dylan isn't too fast as long as. Like as long as he doesn't get a buzz cut, that's not because of how it looks. It just he didn't like the feel of it, right. <laughs> the feel of the bu- of didn't the, like the vibe. Sh- clippers. So that's it. But anything else you want to do to it, it's fine. Yeah, my my daughter, uh, youngest shaved her head last year for charity, 
in the first lockdown. She just wanted to do something positive. So she did that. And that was good for a year where she just kept shaving her head. Um, and that was great. But then she said, I want to grow it. And Justine was like, it's a real pain. Or she was, Juz was saying, you need to grow it out. It's a, it'll get to this weird in-between length that'll just yeah. be annoying and horrible. And she was like, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And now we're in the middle of a lockdown and it's at that exact point and, <laughs> and it's just very 70s. She's got a bit of a 70s do happening, um, but she's it's just annoying the shit out of her. But when she shaved her head, it was good. It was far less management. Nice. Well, does that cover it, Monts, for you? Or? I think so. I mean... Just go with the mullet, Monty. Yeah, yeah still mullet, want to give her a early mullet. Early on. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. For, the next, yeah, for the next three years, you can go mullet. Like yeah. She can go with you every two yep. weeks and you can just <laughs> recut her mullet in. More importantly, it. Monty, in terms of dadness, um, can you let us know every time, you know, when we're all back out there, can you let us know every time you get a haircut and we can mow the lawn at the same time? <laughs> Love it. Yeah, <laughs> Solidarity. Solidarity, right. Now, I have, a, I have a question, and this comes from a very specific experience, well, not that I had, but a, but someone that Maddie and I used to live with. Now, Monty, where you go to get your hair cut, yes. oh, yeah. is it the, it's the same place? Uh, not anymore. As I was an inner west person and moved to uh, the, the far northwest, I have found a new place, and, yes, it is the same place every time. Okay. Now, do they offer... Uh, like some sort of head massage after the um, haircut, or do you just go in? They go, oh, hey, Monty. They put their they put their bowl or whatever it is that they put over your head, and they go bang, and you're done, and you're out. Or now, this sounds like the kind of man who said he's only been involved with a few haircuts. <laughs> yeah, that's right. This <laughs> <laughs> a bowl over his head, and doesn't sound like someone who knows haircuts. So good. But literally, so do you walk in there? They know your haircut. They go right here. I'm just. We're going to take like short back and sides, whatever it needs to be. Of course, they know his haircut. He was only there a fortnight before. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I hadn't left. Yeah. Um, no. The. <laughs> No, this does bring up an interesting conversation and probably not to have with any of you guys apparently with how weird it is me get my hair cut this often, but the person you get is very interesting because this is a place that has a group of blokes. Um, they are all from a different part of Sydney, let's say the southwest of Sydney, right? So they're all and all of them have their own different styles of haircut and you know what you're going to get when you go to the guy. There's one guy, my favourite guy, well, I don't know my favourite guy, but the most interesting guy to get, I call him Machine Man because he refuses to use scissors. He will only use varying sizes of clippers to do everything. Ooh. It's wow. pretty amazing. It's pretty talented. Like he, he like is a clipper maestro. But, yeah, you always know, like, there's a there's a couple of duds. If I get one of the duds, I'm like, no, oh, I'm not going to complain, but I got one of the duds, you know what I mean? So yep. I'll be back in two weeks, sort it out. Okay. Well, that made so, me think of Mighty Machine Men. Does anyone remember those? <laughs> I remember Mighty Machines, yeah. They were, they were the, like a Transformers ripoff. Yeah, knockoff yeah. of the Transformers, yeah. yeah. Mighty machine men, mighty robots. <laughs> Anyone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, look, sorry, Stu, sorry to cut off your mighty machine men, but. How dare you move on? My question is so, one of the guys we used to live with, he would go and get his hair cut, but he would also, they'd also give him a glass of, was it a glass of wine, Maddie, or a glass of champagne or something? Yeah. And give him a head massage. 
And at the time, I thought huh. that that was one of the more um, ridiculous things that I'd heard of in regards to a haircut. But now, you know what? I'd love to go in for a glass of wine and a head massage and then a haircut. I think that would be great. I know, but it was pretty weird at like at, 20 at when 20. we didn't have any money. Yes. He was, I remember someone su- suggesting that maybe he was a very attractive young man, that maybe they just did that because they wanted to, you know, rub his head. That's right. <laughs> that was the suggestion anyway. But I thought that was really weird. And I just, I thought I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Sorry, I'd never heard of it before and I've never heard of it after, especially, sorry, for male haircuts. Yeah, Justin sure that- goes to plenty of places where they give you a shoulder rub or a glass of champagne or coffee and all that stuff. Oh, she's a very attractive woman. What, what are you asking for? Are you asking whether this is a niche in the market we can pursue? Or- well, Monty goes to the hairdresser a lot. Right. So I thought that there might have been a little extra yeah. Something something that sort of drew him in. No, my one's not that kind of level. But I was out of my own area and needed to get my hair cut. And oh, so no. went to a place and they gave me a beer, which was kind of cool. Um, oh. Didn't do a great haircut. But one of the things that blew my friggin' mind, my little mind was blown. I was there on a Sunday and there was footy on and I was looking like to my left at a screen that had it on and they said, do you want to watch the footy? And I was like, yeah, I'd love to. And I pressed a button and the mirror in front of me had like a screen within it. And like, so there was mirror around me, but also wow. screen in front of where I was looking. And so I could watch the footy straight on while huh. drinking my beer and getting a shit haircut. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of yeah, expense cool. to distract from poor haircut. Are you wanting you to get, why don't they just get a good barber in? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but still, like that's—I love that bit of technology. Yeah, that's yeah. That's, that's up my alley. I, I like that. That's up a dad alley. Yeah, um, there it is. All right, Monty. Did you have any more questions, or did that satisfy your curiosity, or was there more? Look, or? for now, I think I'm sated. Okay. Mm. Well, I wonder, Matt, whether we've got yeah. time for you to tell <laughs> us about the world's littlest skyscraper. We did tease it a few episodes ago. Yeah, I got, we got a lot of feedback about it. And maybe. you said to us that it would take you three minutes. Well, it could, easily. I could <laughs> You've do got ten. Minutes. Let's see what we can do here. <laughs> okay. So I need to tell you about the con man that made the world's littlest skyscraper. Now, I sent you... Sorry, uh, do we need context? We were talking about moving buildings around and then we were trying to decide what was a skyscraper, what classified as a skyscraper, and then that led you to um, to look to find the world's littlest skyscraper. Yeah, in I just group, said, well, so. what is the smallest skyscraper? And then it actually came up the world's littlest skyscraper because it's almost pretty much a tourist destination. But it was made in, like, 1920 in a place in Texas called Wichita Falls, which was a boom town at the time, a uh, big petrol place, big uh, oil fields. And uh, it's um, 12 metres tall. Um, <laughs> now, when the, when the dude, uh, J.D. McMahon was his name, he promised the people of Wichita Falls, I'm going to make a skyscraper. The town is booming. We need something that's going to be impressive. And I'm going to make this town, uh, this beautiful building for everyone. And he drew up plans and he presented it to investors. And the investors gave him $200,000 which is the equivalent of $2.7 million today. 
So do we know uh, if the plans were for t- something that was 12 metres tall? Well, we'll get to that. We okay. will get to that. Sorry. Remember I said it was a cross between, can you remember what it's a cross between? The dude from The Simpsons, Lyle Landley, who makes yep. the monorail, yep. and Spinal Tap. Now, we'll, we'll get to that. So, I was baffled by that, but I didn't want to ask. <laughs> you, you'll get to it. I'll explain that as well. So he is the, the guy from uh, who made the monorail. He's just like him. He's like, I've got this great idea. Here are the plans. Everyone was like, fantastic, 200 grand, 2.7 million in today's yep. money. He and hired he had a pen knife. Yeah, yes. Mm. Open put them on the map. He hired <laughs> he he got the elevator company to come. He, he they hired the town, hired the people to make the elevator, all of this stuff. Uh, and then they started building it, and it became quite clear that this building was only four stories high. <laughs> so then the people of the town took him to court. And he said, I haven't done anything wrong. And they got out the blueprints and he, they said, you promised this was going to be um, 150 metres tall and it's only 12 metres tall. And he said, no, I didn't. And they're like, yes, you didn't. He said, no. If you have a look here, it doesn't say 480 feet. It says 480 inches. And on every blueprint had 480 with a little dash dash above it to indicate inches, the uh, the sign for inches. Everyone had looked at the blueprints. He hadn't changed anything. No one had bothered to pay attention to the fact he said it's going to be 480 inches tall. He never actually said it would be 480 feet. He just said, here are the plans. This is, and everyone said, we're on board and gave him the money. So in Spinal Tap, they make the Stonehenge symbol. Yeah. Oh, right. And he's oh. like, you know, this is going to be 12 feet tall and, and he actually puts it in Practical inches. Practical question. Yeah. Yes. Are we not going to fucking do Stonehenge tonight? That's right. <laughs> so they build it. So the judge says, sorry, he, this is what he promised. So, of course, he runs away with lots of money and, no, and is never seen again. Okay. But even better than that, he, ma- he makes this very, very small building. Uh, the elevator company turns up because the town's hired them. They're like, this is four stories. Uh, we obviously can't put an elevator in this. So he can have your money back because we obviously can't put an elevator in it. And they're like, cool, thank you so much. We can give some money back to investors. Hmm. The only problem is there's no stairs because it, we planned for an elevator. Yeah. So what we'll get is some big ladders. So if you need to get into the third and fourth floor, yeah. there is a big ladder to climb up. So eventually they're like, this is not safe. We need to build stairs. So they had to redesign and reconfigure the inside of the building. But the inside of the building is thin. So the stairwell actually took up 25% of the space of the building and every room is now extremely tiny. So that's what this dude did. This is the world's littlest skyscraper. So you can go and visit it now because it's been like heritage listed. Um, but can yeah, you tell us a year again? I forget. From 1920. 1920. 1920. Wow. Yeah. And he did bug it off with the money. And then, I mean, just the idea that people were like, oh, we'll just put a ladder and you had to go to work, <laughs> climb up a ladder and crawl through the window. To work there. That's and then yeah. So there you go. That's the world's littlest skyscraper. 
480 inches. Wow. What a dude. What a plan. Yeah. What a plan. Far out. Yep. That's how dumb. The imperial system. Just All right. Well, we'll certainly, I'd certainly like to see that, a picture of that. All right. And, um, Perhaps a link to the story that we'll put up on our socials, but oh my god, yeah, <laughs> oh. just running away with your money, measure twice, cut once. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about yeah, just read? Are we going back to the haircut? No, yeah. <laughs> how about just read measurements once? <laughs> yeah, read measurements properly before you give someone <laughs> 200 grand. Yeah, oh, very good. All right, gentlemen. Um, any other dad thoughts before we leave? Dad jokes? Dad oh, I, I have a dad things? I have a dad question for oh, the yeah. next episode. I okay. have and we'll put, again put this on the socials. My daughter asked this, and I keep telling her I'm doing a podcast all about dads. She said, ask the other dads, what's the creepiest thing that your kids have ever said or done? Oof. So we might put that out there. What's the creepiest thing that your kids have ever said and or done yeah i probably only need to go to the notes on my phone to find something there they <laughs> yeah. all get got written down yep uh but we'll save that for next week yeah nice bit of sizzle this is for everyone yeah all right all right everybody all right all right all right i've got three questions oh, oh god hang on <laughs> you've waited <laughs> Yep. No, no, no. Look, there's, they're, they're rhetorical questions. Oh, okay. Oh. Uh, will you answer them? Well, I will answer them. Do you need to do them on air or? Well, yeah, I do because they're a dad They're a dad <laughs> joke in three parts. Oh, so, okay, yeah. Well, what do you call a deer with no eyes? No idea. No idea. No. What do you call a deer with no eyes and no legs? Still no idea. What do you call a celibate deer with no eyes and no legs? Still no fucking idea. Thank you, Monty. Oh, he's made it. He's a dad. He's a dad. Sure is. Tuck that shirt in. Off you go. <laughs> and on that note. Yes. Farewell, everybody. Uh, look, if you haven't already, join our socials. What are you waiting for? You're not going to see the world's smallest skyscraper if you don't. That's right. Uh, Where else well, are you going to get it? Talk to you next, Dad. Bye. Bye.